Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Marco Brown on the line, and he's a founder and managing partner at Brown Family Law. Marco, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, Marco, excited to get into today's topic. So we're, of course, going to be talking about Brown family law, but we're also going to be talking about really, you know, how to hire a divorce lawyer. Like, what, what are some of the things that people should be looking at? Because it's obviously a, um, it can, it's a, it's a challenging time in many individuals' lives. And I feel like making sure they have the right attorney, making sure that they have the right processes and the right, the right credentials of someone that has a, a good track record is important. So I'm excited to get your insight into that topic. But before we do, we will start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Marco, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. So that's our mission. Marco, what mission matters to you? Okay, so hopefully it's okay to, to say two, and if it's not, you let me know. But uh, on the divorce side, we help clients maximize the time with their kids and maximize their money. We remove the fear of divorce by road mapping with our clients and telling them exactly how the process is going to go. We're huge on communication. And to do that and to help as many people as we can, we are building a $50 million family law firm so we can help thousands and thousands of clients and get our mission out there, help them through that divorce process. So on the divorce side, that, that's the first one. And then on the attorney side, because I help a lot of attorneys, it's really to help my colleagues build better law firms so they can live better lives. Because I've, I have a personal story about having a really bad law firm for a long time and then switching and trying to make it an exceptional law firm and what that's meant to me and what that can mean to my colleagues. I'm I'm really passionate about that as well. So that's kind of that's an, uh, another one for me as well. It's awesome. Love bringing mission-based individuals on the line to share their mission. You know why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing it, and what we can all learn from it. So great having you on. Um, I guess just to get us kicked off. Um, how did you kind of get on this path of becoming a a lawyer and specifically wanting to work with um, as challenging a form of law, in my opinion, as there can be because you're dealing with a lot of individuals is um, family law. Like how'd you get into it? Exactly. So I always tell people you have to have the right kind of constitution to be able to do this, you know, character. And thankfully, I just have that. I am able to go home and say, not my circus, not my monkeys, and deal with it emotionally. Uh, a lot of people can't. And you, you have to have staying power in the market. And, and my character allows me to have staying power in the market. And that's, you know, that's great. But the, how I got started in family law was, I worked for an insurance defense firm in 2009, you know, 2010, right around there, and I absolutely hated it. It was my first firm job I ever had out of law school. Hated it. Only made it about 18 months. <laughs> had to quit because yeah. I hadn't smiled in like three months. So oh. at that point, my wife came to me and said, I want to go back to Utah, and I want to get a doctorate at the University of Utah because she sings mm-hmm. opera. I said, great. I hate this place. But, you know, let's see. <laughs> yeah. So, so we do, we come back here, it's 2010, and it is just, 
it's in the middle of the Great Recession, and I figured out that I'm just not a good employee anyway. I'm a terrible employee. So I started my own law firm, took everything that came in, which was a terrible idea, but I did. And then a lady I knew had to get a divorce because her husband was cheating on her, said, hey, can you handle it? And I said, sure, because I needed money. And I stayed up until 3 o'clock the night before she came in for a consultation, reading everything I could about Utah divorce because I knew nothing about it. So she comes in, she hires me, we get through the process, do a really good job for her, get a really good result, and I thought, oh, I kind of like that, actually. And then people started coming in more and more for family law, and again, I was taking everything, so I just, I took every, I, I took all those cases, and I figured out it, I really liked it, and I was really good at it, like, really, really good at it. And then, eventually, I said, well, why don't I just do the thing I'm really good at, and I stopped mm-hmm. doing everything else. So it's a great story, and, and you know, and when you mention um, your mission, it's not only helping, um, you know, obviously your clients, but you're also working, you know, helping other attorneys. So I feel like you have a, a unique vantage point um, from from looking at both perspectives. Um, that being said, I, I, um, I like you said, you've seen a lot of good forms. You've seen maybe some that you know weren't weren't the best. What should individuals be thinking about when they're kind of when they're starting? Because I know there's a lot of things, so I want to kind of start somewhere. So when they're starting, going down the process of whether it's interviewing or thinking about like who they're going to hire um, to represent themselves um, in a divorce. Yeah. So what what a consumer or client should think about mm-hmm. when they're hiring a divorce attorney? Correct. Yeah, so they're so just like they're just going down the path. I want to stick kind of in the early stage for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think there are a few things. One, you should go look at the attorney's kind of online presence and see how giving the attorney is, like how much information is the attorney giving you, right? Because you want an attorney who communicates well with you and is willing to communicate a lot with you, right? So if they're not doing that online, then they're probably not going to do that when you hire them. So that's one one of those things. You also want to try to find referrals from other attorneys. So if you know five attorneys, ask them, like, who would be a good divorce attorney? And if you could confluence between those referrals, that's probably somebody you should look at. So if you, if you hear the same name a number of times, that's probably somebody who's fairly popular and well-respected among other attorneys, which is a really good sign. So the, those would be the two things I would start out with. Okay, so now just to maybe maybe take us through this timeline of, okay, so let's say you maybe created that initial list. You have, you know, two or three attorneys um, that you're that you're considering because they've done exactly what you said. I like, I like to give my, my users uh, or my listeners uh, uh, tips. So where, where do they go next with this process in your mind? Yeah, after that, after they have the initial list, then you want to call the attorney's office and you want to see how well they communicate. Because an attorney will never communicate better with you than at the beginning of the process before you hire the attorney. (laughs) That's hilarious, Marco. But true, I never thought about it. You're right. If they can't communicate with you in in the beginning trying to, like, let you know what they do in other eyes, oh, that's genius. Okay, go go ahead, please. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it, it, it just, it will only get worse from there, right? Like the best day you ever own a boat is the first day you own a boat. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of. You're, you're quicker than me. Go ahead. So, 
Yeah, you want to call in. You want to see what their process is like, how how fast they are, how well they communicate. Is the system well done? Because if it's this janky intake system that that you're kind of left wondering what's happening, then that's going to be the experience that you have throughout the entire process uh, with the attorney. That's no bueno, right? That's not going to be good for you. Because again, you, you like, want to. And we mean like when you say intake. I just want to make sure people know. Sorry, that might be a, might be a little jargon. Um, so when mm-hmm. you say intake, you mean everything from like the assistant, how they're like asking you for documents, like anything. So you're talking about like the whole process, right? Yeah. So when I say intake, and, and that was jargony, and I apologize. I try not to use that. Uh, what what intake means to me is everything from first contact with a potential client through the client hiring the attorney, and then then it goes from intake to legal, and and legal is where you interact with the attorney on a daily basis, and they're representing you. So it's everything from that first phone call to the information that's provided during the during that process before you come in and you meet with the attorney, then meeting with the attorney on the consultation, and then being able to hire the attorney. You want that to flow as easily and as quickly as humanly possible, because that's an indicator that the attorney has good systems, and you need those systems. What would be in this point of the process? I don't know if I should say red flag or yellow flag. I don't know, but what would be a flag? Like, cause again, most, I shouldn't say most, but many of the individuals that are going to hire a diverse, a divorce attorney, this is going to be their first time with the process. So what would, and they may not know a red flag, even if it's staring at them. Like, what would be a red flag or yellow flag or whatever flag we want to call it? If you call in and a human does not answer the phone. That's probably a red flag. Mm. Okay, and and that can look that can happen sometimes. So that's not yeah. a huge red flag. But <clears throat> if they don't call you, if you call and they don't pick up and you don't get a call back that day, that's a red flag. Oh, okay. So that's the first red flag. If you talk to the the intake person, right, the first person you talk yeah. to, yeah. and they don't know anything about the process. That's probably a red flag too. Or they can't answer basic questions. That's a training problem and that's probably a red flag as well. Mm. And this, I think this is good because, and what's interesting to me though, by the way, is that this, this can match for many other, I'm not going to get off topic, but for many vendors or things or services, I agree with that. Like that, that has a lot of correlation. <laughs> if the person that answers the phone doesn't know anything about the product, then that, that can be tricky. Um, and then that also lets you know that it's going to be maybe not so easy to work with that particular vendor or attorney or whatever that thing happens to be. So that, I think that's awesome. Um, or yeah. great insight. I should say. Um, all right. So, all right. So now let's say that we're, um, we're, I think we'll cut the scenario there in terms of, I don't want to start getting too far down the legal side of things. Cause obviously everybody's, everybody's, um, like what happens next is obviously going to be dictated based on the situation and everybody's individual situation is going to be unique. So that's why we bring on experienced lawyers like yourself, um, onto the show because we want our audience to definitely go and, and follow up and, and, um, and, and figure out, um, you know, if it makes sense to work, um, with, uh, with our guests. But that being said, I do want to spend a little bit of time while we have some, um, left here on the second thing that you mentioned in your mission, which was helping other attorneys. Like, how did this come about? So I was 
really terrible from 2010 to about 2015. <laughs> I was really terrible at the business of law, right? So there's the actual litigating part. And I was good at that. I was like, I was a really, really good attorney. I won Family Law Attorney of the Year in 2015. I was the youngest person ever to win that. Uh, and, and I hadn't been doing family law for a ton of time. So I, I kind of skyrocketed and made that happen. So I was a good attorney and took care of my people, but I was terrible at business. And that had serious repercussions for my health and my family and my spirit, you know, my spirituality, everything. And I, in 2015, I, I had an experience and I saw, I'll, I'll just cut this down really quickly. I call it the great shower incident of 2015, but I saw my future. And my future was that I died when I was about 60 or 65 mm. from a heart attack because of the way I was doing things. And I decided I don't want to do that. And I knew that I had to figure out the business of law so I didn't have a heart attack, right? So I didn't keep doing things the way I was doing things. And at that point, I had to then study and figure out the business side of things. And when I did that, my entire life changed. My entire firm changed. And my outlook on everything changed, right? But law school doesn't teach lawyers any of this sort of stuff. Other attorneys don't teach other attorneys this sort of stuff because they want to keep everything close to the vast or because they just don't know what they're talking about, right? So the mm -hmm. lawyers don't get taught these things, and it's a serious disservice because there are tens of thousands of lawyers, hundreds of thousands of lawyers in the United States exactly in the same place I was because the average lawyer is a solo who makes $65,000 a year, and that mm -hmm. is terrible. Like, uh, attorneys are really hurting but they don't know where to go and no one wants to admit that they're hurting. So they never get help for it. And, and that's my thing is I just, I, I know how painful it was and how to get over that and how to get to a different place. And I really want to help my colleagues to do that. And I just give away all my secrets for free, right? I just talk about this stuff and I talk about like where I was and then the success I've had and, and how to bridge that gap. And I want my colleagues to be able to know that and to be able to not, not go on my journey, but go on their journey and, and get to a different place, hopefully using some of the things that, that I've been able to implement. Wow, that's awesome. I think it's great. I, I feel like that whole concept of if you've been blessed to be a blessing, I mean, that's just one of the things. I mean, that's I, I know it's one of the things that's in the DNA of Mission Matters, and that's one of the things that we care about, which is why we provide this platform to get the stories out for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts, and also to have individuals like yourself come on and, and give their expertise. So, for example, we're um, today talking about, you know, the ins and outs, and you provided some pretty actionable, very specific things that people can learn about what they should be thinking about when they are looking to hire a divorce attorney. So um, I'll just tell you, Marco, it's been great having you on the show today. Um, but that being said, if somebody is listening to this, whether they're an attorney, whether they're um, they're actually looking to hire an attorney, um, what's the best way for people to follow up and learn more about Brown Family Law? They can go to our website, www.brownfamilylaw.com, and look at us there. They can go to my LinkedIn, just search Marco Brown, and it'll... It'll come up, um, I think, on the you know, first or second uh, search, I, I believe, or, or results. 
you can do that as well. Those are probably the two best ways to go about it. Wonderful. And we'll put all that information in the show notes so that our team or our audience can just click on the links and head right on over. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or listening to an episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, and really what we can all learn and gain from that so that we can all grow together. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, I welcome you and encourage you hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals just like Marco coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Marco, really appreciate you coming on the show again. Thanks again for coming on. Hey, Adam, it's been fantastic. Thank you.